Terima kasih untuk pengalaman hidup Daud Tuhan. Thank you for the experience, the life experience for David, God. Pada waktu dia sudah berusia tua, dia berkata dulu aku muda, sekarang aku sudah tua. When David grows old, he said that I, I used to be young, but now I'm old. Setelah Daud katakan, Tuhan tetap setia. David says that God is faithful. Dan tidak pernah dia melihat orang benar, anak cucunya menjadi beggar. And he never see righteous people, um, son and daughters become a beggar. Apakah hari ini Bapak yang baik ajar kami untuk bisa memiliki karakter seperti Daud? Just this morning to have a character like David. Ketika ada kesempatan dia membunuh, membalas dendam, dia menolak. When he has the opportunity to to take revenge, but he refused to do. Dan hari ini sebagai orang Kristen kami tahu itu hal yang sulit untuk diaplikasikan dalam hidup kami. And as a Christian this morning we know that it's not an easy uh, things to do. Tapi Roh Kudus ajar kami untuk mampukan melakukan hal tersebut. But Holy Spirit strengthened us so that we can do and follow what the right things to do. Terjemahkan firman ini sedemikian uh, gampang, sederhana supaya kami bisa mengerti firman-Mu. Lord, make this message be simple that we can understand your word. Dalam nama Yesus, amen. In Jesus name we pray, amen. Amen. Saudara boleh duduk semuanya. You may be seated. Oke, okay, senang bisa bertemu dengan Anda pagi hari ini. Thank you. Untuk team prison worship semuanya untuk ini di belakang. Thank you so much. Good to see you this morning and um, yeah, thank you for all the prison worship team as well. Nah, saudara dikasih Tuhan kita akan lanjutkan tentang seri dari hidup Daud, saudara. So this morning we're going to continue about the life of David. Saudara, ada dua hero yang sampai hari ini orang Israel sangat sangat admire there are two heroes until today even the israel israel people still admire yaitu musa dan daud that is moses and david saudara 40 tahun dibutuhkan musa untuk dia menerima panggilan tuhan it's a 40 years for moses to understand god's plan saudara 40 tahun lamanya dia menjadi orang buronan dan hidup di padang gurun. So he was chased for 40 years and live in the um, desert. Saudara, dibutuhkan Daud 22 tahun dari mulai dia diurapi Tuhan sebelum dia menjadi raja bagi Israel. It took 22 years for David from the day he was anointed to be king until he became king. Kenapa saya katakan hal ini kepada saudara? Why do I say this to you guys this morning? Untuk menjadi seorang leader yang baik, saudara butuh proses dan butuh suffering. It take a process to be a good leader. Saudara tidak ada shortcut untuk menjadi seorang pemimpin yang baik. There is no shortcut to become a good leader. Dan setiap kali kita jadi orang Kristen kita juga punya satu penderitaan yang khusus. So as a Christian we also have our own suffering. Saudara, sebelum kita lihat di dalam 1 Samuel 24, maka saya ingin bacakan terlebih dahulu dari kitab Roma 12 ayat 17 sampai 21. 
So before we go to the uh, book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 24, I'm going to read you Romans 12. Dikatakan begini saudara, ini ada linknya nanti. Semua story yang kita baca, kita belajari dari hidup Daud, itu linknya ke sini saudara semua. There's a connection between this verse, so please pay attention. Janganlah membalas kejahatan dengan kejahatan, lakukanlah apa yang baik bagi semua orang. Saudara, sedapatnya kalau hal itu bergantung padamu, hiduplah berdamai dengan semua orang. Saudara-saudaraku yang terkasih, janganlah kamu sendiri menuntut pembalasan, tetapi berikanlah tempat kepada murka Allah. Sebab ada tertulis pembalasan itu adalah hakku, akulah yang akan menuntut pembalasan firman Tuhan, tetapi... Jika seterumu lapar, berikan dia makan. Jika dia haus, berikan dia minum. Dan dengan berbuat demikian, saudara dan saya menumpukkan, menumpukkan bara api di atas kepalanya. Yang terakhir, janganlah kamu kalah terhadap kejahatan, tetapi kalahkanlah kejahatan dengan kebaikan. Let me read you in English, Romans 12, verse 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Verse 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. It's mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. 20, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. If in doing this you will keep you will heap burning coals on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good Hari ini topiknya saudara jangan membalas kejahatan dengan kejahatan So today's topic do not avenge evil by evil Saudara pagi ini kita sampai kepada pasal pertama dari dua pasal di mana Daud memiliki kesempatan emas untuk membunuh Saul. So we get into this chapter verse the first two chapters of the story where actually David has a golden opportunity to avenge Saul. Tetapi dia menolak. But he refused. Sejauh ini kita melihat bagaimana Saul mencoba untuk membunuh Daud tetapi dalam perikop hari ini situasinya berbalik. Uh, uh, we've been reading the stories about how Saul been trying to kill David but today the table has turned sekarang Daud diberikan kesempatan untuk membunuh Saul so to this, to, in this story uh, there was an opportunity to kill Saul for David to kill Saul bagaimana respon Daud atau respon Anda bila Anda dalam posisi Daud What is David's response? And what, how would you respond if you're in that position? Saudara, ketika seseorang menyakiti saudara, reaksi kita tentu untuk menyakiti kembali. If someone hurt us, our first reaction, our natural reaction is to avenge back. Ketika seseorang melakukan kejahatan terhadap saudara dan saya, insting kita adalah membalas kejahatan juga. Our instinct to always fight back and re- take a revenge if someone hurt us. Tetapi Daud mengajarkan satu pengalaman hidup yang baik selama dia menjadi buronan dari Saul, saudara. But from David's experience, we're going to learn something different. And he teaches how to respond the right way. Di sinilah Roma 7 Roma 12 ayat 17 sampai 21 menjadi satu kenyataan dalam hidup Daud, Saudara. 
And this is where Romans 12, verse 17 to 21, it became a, a reality in David's life. Romans 12 ini menjadi panduan bagaimana seharusnya saudara dan saya meresponi situasi yang sama. This book of Romans 12, it should be the guidance of how do we respond in this situation. Saudara, di dalam 1 Samuel 24, ayat 1 sampai 22, saya akan bagi empat bagian saudara. Okay, I'm going to divide it into four different sections in um, 1 Samuel 24. Section pertama, Daud membiarkan Saul hidup. In the first section, where um, Saul. Saul, Daud membiarkan Saul oh, hidup. David allow Saul to live. Yang kedua, bagian section kedua, Daud berusaha berdamai kepada untuk uh, berdamai dengan Saul. And the second part is where David is trying to reconcile with Saul. Dan yang ketiga, Daud menolak untuk membalas dendam terhadap Saul. And the third part is where David refused to take revenge. Yang terakhir, Saul mengakui kesalahannya. And the last one, the last part is where Saul admitted his mistake. Saudara, yang bagian pertama, Daud membiarkan Saul hidup. Kita baca dari ayat 1 sampai ke Tujuh, tetapi saya bagi dua supaya anda bisa mendapat hal yang baik dari sini. We're gonna read the first section from First Samuel uh, 24, first uh, one, one to seven, yeah. 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 Seven. Where this we, we're gonna learn how um, David um, refused to. Sorry. Uh, David membalas apa itu namanya menolak untuk membalas dendam. Yeah. Refused to take okay. revenge to Saul. Saudara yang pertama jangan membalas kejahatan dengan kejahatan. The first one, do not avenge, repay anyone evil for evil. So, Ivan akan bacakan ayat 1 sampai 4. Okay, I'm going to read verse 1 to 4. After Saul returned from pursuing Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the cracks of wild goats. He came to the, to the sheep Pens along along the way, a cave were there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The man said, "This is the day the Lord spoke the, of the, when He said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with, with as you wish.'" Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. So then I must ingat minggu lalu. William waktu dia mengatakan di mana satu kesempatan Saul sudah ingin sudah uh, ada kesempatan Saul untuk membunuh Daud messengers datang kepada Saul. So you remember when uh, last week when um, uh, William preaches he said that there was an opportunity where David can kill Saul. No, no, no. Saul, uh, Saul can kill David but and then a messenger came. Mereka kat, dia katakan kepada Saul orang Filistin menyerang kita. And he said to uh, Saul, Philistines is attacking us. Lalu kemudian Saul menunda and, dan kemudian dia berperang dengan orang Filistin. And that's why Saul postponed the war and then fight with the Philistines. Tapi sekarang saudara, setelah dia selesai berperang dengan orang Filistin, maka Saul langsung kembali mengejar Daud. But now after he finished his war with Philistines, now he start to chase David back. Saudara, waktu itu dia dengar Daud bersama dengan 600 prajuritnya ada di gurun En Gedi. He heard the news that David with his 600 men was in the in the desert of En Gedi. Saudara, Saul membawa 3.000 pasukan elitnya untuk mengejar Daud. But Saul brought 3,000 of his elite soldiers to chase David. 
Bayangkan 3.000 pasukan elitnya yang dia bawa untuk mengejar satu orang. Imagine 3.000 soldiers, elite soldiers to chase one person. Nah, saat Saul sedang mengejar Daud, mereka sampai di satu goa. Saul tiba-tiba sakit perut, dia membuang air, saudara. So when he was chasing for David, he went, he stopped at a cave where he tried to relieve himself. He... Namun tanpa sepengetahuannya, Daud dan anak buahnya ada di sisi sebelahnya, saudara. Di sisi belakang dari gua di mana uh, Saul sedang buang air. Saul didn't know that David and the soldiers was inside the cave, far inside the cave. Saul sendirian dalam gua dalam posisi yang sangat rentan waktu itu. Um, he was in the positions of very vulnerable positions in the cave. Jadi Saul mengejar Daud dengan 3000 uh, apa jadi Saul sendiri apa ini namanya Saul mencari kesempatan untuk membunuh Daud. Sekarang Daud memiliki kesempatan untuk membunuh Saul. Saul has been trying to find an opportunity to kill David, but at this moment David has that opportunity. Anak buah Daud mendorong Saul uh, mendo- mendorong Daud untuk membunuh Saul. David soldiers really encouraged David to kill Saul. Mereka berkata demikian, Tuhan telah menyediakan kesempatan untuk kamu. He said that God has given you this opportunity. Namun sebaliknya Daud melakukan hal yang tidak dip- pernah dipikirkan oleh prajuritnya. In the contrary, David did something different that the soldiers never thought about. Dia menyelinap dan memotong sudut jubah Saul secara diam-diam. So stealthily, uh, David went and creep and cut uh, the corner of the robe of Saul's robe. Jadi di sini Daud berusaha menghindari untuk membunuh Saul. David is trying to avoid not to kill Saul. Saudara Roma 12 ayat 17a yang baru kita baca, Paulus katakan demikian, janganlah membalas kejahatan dengan kejahatan. Yeah, Paul said in Roman 12, he said that do not avenge evil with evil. Saudara, ini hal yang paling sulit saudara dan saya lakukan sebagai orang Kristen. This is very difficult even for us Christians. Ketika seseorang memperlakukan kita dengan jahat, maka secara alami kita ingin membalas hal itu kepada orang itu, saudara. Naturally, when someone do harm or do evil to our, we naturally we just want to take revenge. Mengapa Tuhan melarang saudara membalas kejahatan dari kejahatan saudara? Why God prohibit us from not doing that? Karena kalau anda membalas kejahatan, maka kita akan melakukan kejahatan lagi. Because if we avenge evil with evil, then we start doing evil. Perhatikan hal ini saudara. Hanya karena seseorang telah melakukan kesalahan kepada Anda, bukan berarti Anda berhak untuk melakukan kesalahan juga. Listen to this. If someone do uh, the wrong thing to you guys, doesn't mean that you have to do the wrong thing. Jadi jangan balas kejahatan dengan kejahatan, saudara. Do not uh, repay evil with evil. Yang kedua, saudara, pelajaran yang kedua kita lihat adalah Saudara harus belajar untuk apa menjadi contoh respect terhadap seseorang. So and then the second thing I want you to learn, you have to become the example to respect. Saudara di dalam 1 Samuel 24 ayat 5 sampai 7 yang Evan bacakan. Okay, I'm going to read 1 Samuel um, 24 5 to 7 now. Afterwards, David was uh, David was conscience stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, 
um, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master. The Lord anointed or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Saudara, di sini Daud berhati-hati melakukan apa yang benar di mata prajuritnya. Here we learn that David is being really careful about his actions. Saudara Daud menegur anak buahnya untuk tidak menyerang Saul. So he rebuked his soldiers not to attack Saul. Dia berkata bahwa tidak benar mengangkat tangan kepada orang yang diurapi Tuhan. That it is not right to 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 uh, fight against the anointed person. Daud tetap menghormati Saul sebagai orang yang diurapi Tuhan. So David still respects Saul as the anointed one. Daud tahu bahwa Saul yang di, Saul dipilih Tuhan dan diurapi Tuhan menjadi raja. David knows that Saul was anointed to become king. Dan dia ingin hanya Tuhan sendiri yang turunkan jabatannya, bukan dia. And that's why only God has the authority to uh, take down Saul. Saya suka dengan satu pepatah militer dikatakan demikian Saudara. There's a saying in the military army. Fun, saya baca Inggrisnya, kamu baca Indonesianya, okay? You don't salute the man, you salute the rank. Engkau tidak menghormati orangnya, tapi engkau hormat atas ranknya, apa jabatannya, pangkatnya. Saudara, di situ Daud dia mengajarkan anak buahnya supaya bisa respect terhadap orang di atas. Walaupun orang itu jahat. So David was teaching his soldier to respect the authority, even though his guy, this guy is bad. Saudara, hati-hati orang tua. So be careful, parents. Kalau engkau ingin melakukan sesuatu, engkau harus pikirkan anak-anakmu. If you're doing something, remember you have to think about your children. Karena apa yang kita lakukan, anak-anak kita lihat. Because whatever we do, they, our kids are watching. Saudara tidak bisa katakan kepadanya, eh jangan kerjakan apa papi mami kerjakan, ya ke? Tapi apa mami yang apa kata-kata papi mami kamu harus turut gitu. You cannot just say don't do uh, like what what mom and mommy and daddy is doing, but just listen to my word. You cannot do that. Itu yang Roma 12 ayat 17 b katakan. That's what Rome uh, 12 ayat 17 Live righteously in front of your children. Don't just say it in front of them. I'm gonna avenge that person. Sebelum anda melakukan sesuatu, coba pikirkan, saudara. Because you do before you do anything, coba try to think. Apa pandangan istri atau suamimu kalau kau lakukan hal itu? What would your wife or husband think if if you do that? Apa pandangan anak-anakmu terhadap engkau kalau kau lakukan hal itu? How would your children see if you do that? Apa pandangan teman-teman dekatmu kalau kau lakukan hal itu? What would your friends say if you start doing that? Yang paling penting apa yang Tuhan lihat itu yang penting, saudara. Apa yang Tuhan pikirkan tentang engkau kalau kau lakukan itu? And the most important thing is what how God sees you if you do that. Jadi dari hal yang pertama kita belajar dua saudara. Yang pertama jangan balas kejahatan dengan kejahatan. The first one we'll have learned this morning, do not repay evil 
with evil. Yang kedua, two, berhati-hati untuk melakukan apa yang benar di mata semua orang. Be careful in what you about your actions in front of everyone. Nah, bagian yang kedua kita lihat Daud berusaha untuk berdamai dengan Saul, Saudara. And in the second section so we can learn how David tried to reconcile with Saul. Di dalam 1 Samuel 24 ayat 8, Saudara, mulai dari ayat 8 sampai 15 seharusnya, 15 tapi kita potong ayat 11 dulu, Pan. Ini adalah speech Daud unbroken speech yang paling panjang yang pernah ditulis di dalam Samuel dalam sejarah Daud, Saudara. So we we're about to read um, this uh, longest speech by David in the first Samuel 24, verse 8 till 10. Uh, 8 to 15. To 15, but he's okay, going to cut yeah. it till 10. Okay, Tapi yeah. Ivan baca, baca dulu, 8 10, yeah. to 11. 8 to 11, okay. Okay, good. This is first Samuel, Samuel 24, verse 8. Then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My Lord, the king, when Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen when men say, David is bent on harming you? This day you have, have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord, because he is the Lord anointed. See, my father, look at this piece of, you, my, of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. Saudara, di dalam hal ini, pembicaraan Daud dengan Saul, saudara, apa yang ditulis oleh Rasul Paulus kepada jemaat di Roma pada waktu itu? Yaitu dia katakan Roma 12 ayat 18 Sedapat-dapatnya kalau hal itu bergantung padamu Hiduplah dalam perdamaian dengan semua orang So um, we can learn from this conversation between uh, David What he said trying to say to Saul uh, Related to what Paul is saying in Roman 12 That try to live righteously in the eyes of people Saudara Daud tahu bahwa Saul tidak mau berdamai dengan dia. David knows Saul doesn't want to reconcile with him. Tapi Daud tahu bagian dia. But David know his part. Dia insist untuk berdamai dengan mertuanya. So he insisted to reconcile with his father-in-law. Oleh sebab itu yang pertama dia katakan kepada Saul dia panggil ayah karena memang dia punya mertua. So first he call his father-in-law Dad, father. Di sini Daud mengingatkan Saul hubungan keluarga saudara. David is trying to remind Saul, remember that we are family. Lalu kemudian dia menunjukkan kepada Saul dia punya opportunity untuk membunuh ayah mertuanya. And he explained to Saul that he has all the opportunity to kill his father-in-law. Dia tunjukkan potongan jubah daripada Saul. He showed the, the corner of his of Saul's robe. Saudara Daud itu rendah hati. You know David is very humble. Dia penuh hormat. He full of respect. Dia mengatakan apa hal, mengatakan hal yang benar tentang situasi yang terjadi. So he's just telling the truth about the situation. Dia mengatakan hal yang benar tentang apa yang telah dia lakukan. So he's telling the, the, the true thing about what he has done. Dan dia mengatakan hal yang benar tentang apa yang Saul lakukan. And he's telling the truth about what Saul's done. 
Itu penting saudara dalam saudara mencari damai dengan orang lain. And that is important when you try to reconcile to find peace with someone else. Saudara, ingat satu hal. Kalau saudara bisa berdamai dengan orang tersebut, usahakan berdamai. So if you can reconcile with anybody, try your best to reconcile. Saudara, engkau harus melakukan tanggung jawabmu sementara orang lain melakukan tanggung jawab dia. You have to do your part, your responsibility while other people do Jangan their part. Jangan katakan orang saya saya lihat mukanya aja, dia enggak mau nganggap saya. Don't say that uh, if, even I can't see his face and he doesn't even want to look at my face. Saudara, kalau dia enggak mau lihat Anda itu urusan dia, tapi yang penting Anda. Yeah, if 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 he doesn't want she doesn't want to look at your face, it's okay, but do your part, do the right thing. Yang menarik Paulus katakan di sini begini, Saudara, hiduplah dalam damai dengan semua orang. What interesting here Paul says that you have to build peace with make peace with everyone around. Dengan kata lain, tanpa pengecualian. And that means without any options or ex- ex- exclusions. Saudara tidak bisa memilih, oh ini ya, oh ya, kalau tipe ini saya enggak mau berdamai, oh. You can just say, oh, this particular character of man, I'm I'm not going to be because Saudara, saudara dan saya tidak se- tidak sempurna. You and I isn't perfect. Tapi kalau kita untuk kita rendah hati dan hormat orang lain akan berubah, saudara. But if you're humble enough, then someone people will be will change. Bagian yang ketiga. On the third part. Daud menolak untuk membalas dendam dan menyerahkan ahli itu kepada Tuhan. And David refused to take revenge and leave it. In the hands of God. Ivan akan bacakan lagi ayat 12 sampai 15 pembicaraan Daud. Okay, I'm gonna read you, um, read you First Samuel 24 verse 12. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you, as the old saying goes: From evil doers come evil deeds. So my hand will not touch you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Who are you pursuing? A dead dog, a flea? May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. That's good. Daud menolak untuk membalas dendam, tapi sebaliknya dia menyerahkan hal itu ke dalam tangan Tuhan. He refused to take revenge, but he chose to um, surrender uh, everything into God's hands. Daud berkata kepada Saul, Semoga Tuhan menghakimi antara engkau dan aku. Dan semoga Tuhan membalas kesalahan yang telah engkau lakukan terhadap aku. Tetapi tanganku tidak akan menyentuh engkau. He said to Saul that let God be the judge of all matters. And God will actually bring that punishment to you. But my hand will stay clean. Itulah yang dikatakan Rasul Paulus kepada Jemaat di Roma pada waktu dia katakan di dalam Roma 12 ayat 19. Saudara-saudaraku yang terkasih, janganlah kamu sendiri menuntut pembalasan. Tetapi berikanlah tempat kepada murka Allah. Sebab ada tertulis pembalasan itu adalah hakku. Akulah yang akan menuntut pembalasan. Firman Tuhan. That's what Apostle Paul says to the Romans. Um, in Rome, Romans 12 verse 19, do not take revenge, my dear friend, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Saudara yang dikasih Tuhan, saudara, dua hal yang Tuhan tidak pernah share dengan saudara dan saya. Beloved church, there are two things that God never share to you and me. Me and you. Me and you. Okay, good. 
Yang pertama glorinya, dia tidak pernah share glorinya kepada kita. Number one, he never share his glory to us. Yang kedua, and number two, pembalasan. Revenge. Pembalasan itu milik Tuhan. Because revenge belong to God. Oleh sebab itu, saudara dan saya harus belajar yes. bisa menahan emosi kita. That's why we have to control our emotions, berapa our anger. Berapa banyak kadang-kadang kita sebagai orang Kristen kita di mocking saudara tapi buat apa kita balas How many times we are being mocked but why do we take revenge Menjadi orang Kristen lebih banyak suffering-nya daripada tidak menjadi orang Kristen Being a Christians we have more sufferings rather than not Sebab itu saudara jangan berharap kalau jadi orang Kristen semuanya mulus salah saudara Yeah don't think that life will just become turned into perfect when you become a Christian Kalau saudara jadi orang Kristen setelah dibaptis keluar dari air itu tandanya engkau sedang menandatangani kesengsaraan penderitaan <laughs> If you became a Christian you just being born again came out from the baptism that means you've just signed an agreement of suffering Yang terakhir Saul mengakui kesalahannya And the last one Saul admitted his mistake Fun. Yep 16 sampai 20 Okay First Samuel 24 verse 16 when David finished, uh, finished saying this, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I, he said. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You have just now told me about the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away, away unharmed? May the Lord reward you, reward you well for the way you treated me today. I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Yeah. Now swear to me yes. by the Lord. Not yet. Yes, it's done. It's already. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, now yes, swear yes, to me yeah. by the Lord that you will not kill off my descendants yes. or wipe out my name from my father's family. No. I think it's it's not the end. Okay. okay. All right. Good. All right. Good. Now, Saul mengakui kesalahannya terhadap Daud, saudara. So Saul admitted his uh, mistake to David. So Daud katakan begini, engkau telah memperlakukan aku Daud Saul katakan begini kepada Daud, engkau telah memperlakukan aku dengan baik tetapi aku memperlakukan engkau dengan buruk dengan jahat. Saul said to David that you have done good to me, but I've done wrong things all to you. Saudara Daud tidak melakukan hal yang jahat terhadap Saul tetapi Saul insist untuk membunuh dia. David didn't do anything wrong to Saul, but Saul insisted to kill David. Saudara, di dalam Roma 12 ayat 20, Paulus mengatakan demikian, saudara. In Romans 12 verse 20, this is... Tetapi jika seterumu lapar, berikan dia makan. Kalau dia haus, berikan dia minum. Romans 12 verse 20 says, On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap Burning calls on his yes. head. Saudara, ini yang paling sulit yang saudara dan saya lakukan. This is very challenging for us. Orang sudah jahat, orang sudah makan bisnis saya, saya harus berkati orang itu juga. People have done bad thing, uh, ugly things to us, and we still have to bless these people. Saudara Daud menolak untuk berbuat jahat terhadap Saul, walaupun dia punya opportunity untuk itu. David refused to to do evil. Even though he's got all the opportunity to do so. Ketika seseorang melakukan yang jahat kepada anda, ada tiga pilihan yang anda lakukan. There are three uh, options or responses that you can do when someone do harm to you. 
Saudara membalas kejahatan tersebut terhadap dia. Dan itu respon yang paling buruk, saudara. Respon number one, to avenge evil with evil. Fight back. Yang kedua, saudara. Anda diam saja. Mungkin itu respon lebih baik, saudara. And then the first response was the, the worst one. And number two is just for you to keep quiet. The response to keep quiet. And that's a better response. Yang ketiga, saudara, Anda membalas apa yang dia lakukan terhadap Anda dengan kebaikan. Itu respon yang terbaik, saudara. So the third response is the best one. is for you to repay evil with good and blessing. Kenapa saudara dan saya tidak bisa menikmati hidup seperti apa yang Tuhan sudah rencanakan dari semula? Why sometimes we can't enjoy uh, God's uh, life like what God has promised us from the beginning? Karena kita selalu memakai cara kita sendiri. Because we use our own ways. Oleh sebab itu kenapa kita butuh roh kudus untuk melakukan hal yang tidak mungkin kita bisa lakukan. That's why we need the Holy Spirit for us to be able to do the impossible. Saudara, 1 Samuel 24 ayat 21 sampai 22 kita baca. Okay, 1 Samuel 24 verse 21. Now swear to me by, by the Lord that you will not kill off my descendants or wipe out my name from the father's family. So David gave his oath to Saul. Then Saul returned home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Saudara, Saul tahu enggak kalau dia berbuat salah? Tahu. Saul knows that he, he was doing the wrong thing. Dan dia bahkan bilang gini, satu kali kau akan jadi raja. Tolong pelihara keturunanku. He even said to David that I know that one day you will become king, but please protect my descendants. Saudara, Apapun orang perlakukan terhadap saudara dan saya, saudara harus bisa tahan emosimu. You have to be able to control your emotion, your anger, no matter what other people do. Karena kalau engkau berbuat jahat, maka seterusnya kita akan terus belajar berbuat jahat, saudara. Because if you keep uh, repaying evil with evil, then you still keep doing evil things continually. So yang terakhir, saudara. And the last one, church. Saudara buka bersama saya, Mazmur 37, saudara. Let's open Psalm 37. Saudara, waktu dia sudah tua, dia tulis Psalm ini, saudara. When David was old, he wrote this Psalm. Dengarkan saya, saudara. 80% Psalm ini ditulis oleh Daud ketika dia mengalami penderitaan. So he wrote this majority of this Psalm when he was in the sufferings. Saya bacakan ini hal ini supaya Anda belajar, anak-anak muda, Anda belajar untuk menjadi bekal kehidupan Anda di kemudian hari. Dan orang tua, Anda didik anakmu untuk baca Amsal, Psalm, dan pengkhotbah setiap malam. So I want you to teach all your children, your family, to read Psalms every night. Daud bilang gini, Dulu aku muda, sekarang aku sudah tua. David says this, I, I used to be young, but now I'm old. Berarti begini saudara. That means. Waktu usianya sudah lanjut dan sudah tahu dia akan pergi. Dia kasih tahu, nasihatkan kepada saudara dan saya. So when he gained his experience and he grew mature and he's growing old. So he want to pass all his experience to us. Ayat satu dia katakan, jangan marah karena orang berbuat jahat. Dan jangan iri hati kepada orang berbuat curang. First one says, do not fret because, do not uh, get jealous because of those who are evil. Or be envious of those who do wrong. 
Jangan bandingkan dirimu dengan orang lain walaupun dia sukses. Tapi engkau bilang dia, dia suksesnya enggak benar tuh om. Yeah, don't you compare with other people, envy and how successful other people is. And you said that he became successful through doing the wrong things. Karena anda bukan Tuhan. Because you're Untuk not orang. You don't judge people because you're not God. Lalu Daud katakan di dalam ayat 3, percayalah kepada Tuhan dan lakukan apa yang baik. And David says on the on the first number three, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. Diamlah di negeri, artinya diam di satu tempat dan lakukan berlaku setia, berlaku loyal. Dwell in the land means like you stay and be faithful. Saudara, kalau orang nyakiti anda di satu company, diam di company itu, jangan pindah. So if someone hurt you in a company, in a corporate, you stay there, don't just move hastily. Saya bilang anak muda, jangan gampang pindah-pindah, saudara. Don't take it lightly, just move around because you got hurt by someone. Kalau ada orang di gereja berbuat sesuatu kepada anda dan enggak suka, jangan pindah gereja. Someone hurt you in this church, in a, in a church. Daud don't just move. Berlaku setia But dan God, diam di tempat. But David says that be faithful and dwell in the land. Lalu ayat kelima dia katakan serahkanlah hidupmu kepada Tuhan dan percayalah kepada Dia maka Dia akan bertindak. And David said on verse number five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do this. Saudara, yang ketujuh berdiam dirilah di hadapan Tuhan dan nantikanlah Dia. Jangan marah karena orang yang berhasil dalam hidupnya. Jangan marah saudara. Kalau dia lebih berhasil dari saudara. Dikatakan engkau diam diri nantikan Tuhan. And the verse number seven he says. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And do not fret when people succeed in their ways. When they carry out their wicked schemes. Don't get jealous church. Kenapa saudara dan saya enggak bisa hidupnya itu enak gitu. Setia, loyal. Terhadap sebuah company atau terhadap sebuah gereja. Karena anda tidak pernah diajarkan dari keluargamu. Sometimes we don't have a peaceful life where we can just stick in, uh, be faithful in one company or one church because we've never been taught about this. Saudara, saya bicara ini dari pengalaman Grace dan Rebecca, saudara. I, I said this morning, this thing this morning from the experience of Grace and Becca. Saudara, waktu Rebecca masuk di company, sebuah company, saudara, dia keluarin air matanya hampir setiap hari. Almost every day, Becca was crying when he was working in this com- in the company. Istri saya bilang, that's good, dia bilang sama saya. And Karena apa? Rebecca ini memang orang yang keras, saudara. <laughs> And my wife said to 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 me that that's good because Becca is dia quite seorang, stubborn. Dia seorang artis, tapi dia punya intelijen juga tinggi. Uh, he's an artist, but he's also have a high intelligence. Jadi kadangkala dia ini lebih Aussie daripada cici-cicinya saudara. Sometimes he's more Aussie than all the sisters. Istri saya bilang biar company orang company yang didik dia. Let this company and these people in the company that shapes her. Saudara empat tahun dia ada di company itu. Four years he was in the company. Tiga bulan sebelum dia resign. Dia bilang sama bosnya, tiga bulan dia kasih notice saudara. Kamu kasih orang supaya saya training orang sehingga saya bisa keluar dengan tenang. He gave his uh, notice to leave the company three months before. 
and he said please uh, put someone so I can train uh, the, this person saudara diam-diam bosnya itu sayang sama dia and silently the, her boss actually likes her a lot tapi bos marah sekali sama Rebecca kenapa kamu keluar and the boss was very angry like why did you quit why do you want to quit Rebecca bilang saya enggak kerja di company lain because but I pursue my passion because that I'm not going to work for someone else in another company but I'm pursuing my passion dia bilang dia mengejar apa yang jadi panggilan Tuhan I'm chasing my calling in God Saudara setelah dia keluar, enggak lama kemudian koliknya telepon dia. Soon after her, she quit. Her, one of her colleagues call, call her. Kamu kerja empat tahun gimana sih? Kita tiga bulan aja sudah kayak neraka. <laughs> How did you work like four years? I I just came in like a few months and I feel like hell. Mereka keluar, saudara. And they all quit. Bosnya telepon dia, please back, come in. And he, um, the, the ex boss called her like, please come back, back. Dia tawari. week just for one day she can earn a thousand dollars from the company only for four hours saudara dia bilang dad don't push me he said dad don't push me he's my hero saudara he's my what? my hero oh he's my hero saudara di situ saya bilang Tuhan thank you for my children he said that's where I said Lord thank you for my children then she doesn't look for money She look for the passion. She doesn't look for money, but she's searching for his call, her calling. Saudara boleh sekolah apapun pintar. You can study as high as you want. Ingat ijazahmu itu tidak menentukan masa depanmu. Remember your certificate doesn't really set the course of your life. Waktu engkau kerja nanti baru the real life happen to you. But when you start working, then the reality is because kalau engkau tidak pernah bisa setia, loyal dan penuh kasih baik saudara tidak akan pernah bisa hidup enak if you don't know faithfulness if you cannot stay faithful you your life is not going to be good saudara yang nulis semua kitab amsal kitab uh, apa itu namanya uh, amsal mazmur dan uh, pengkhotbah itu orang yahudi saudara oh uh, so the, those who wrote this uh, um, books of psalm the proverb Ecclesiastes is all uh, Jews. Jesus itu orang Yahudi enggak? Jesus was, yes. was Jews. Heritage dia Yahudi. According to heritage he's a Jew. Amsal 3 kalau engkau baca yang dituntut orang Yahudi itu cuma dua. Read Proverbs 3. Only two that's been quoted by that by the Jews. Loyalty, loyalty dan kasih and love. Itu yang Rebecca tunjukkan kepada That's bosnya. What Becca have shown to us. Saudara bisa tunjukkan itu pada orang lain. Can you show that to other people? Saya bilang saudara, sekolah sebaik mungkin, tapi ingat masa depanmu tidak ditentukan dari situ. Give your best in your study, but the course of your life is not determined by them. Kitab Mazmur dan Amsal setiap hari. Run from the Psalm and the Proverbs every day. Supaya hidupmu 
berhasil di kemudian hari. So you can have a successful life. Parents, parents spend waktu dengan anak-anak tiap malam. Spend with your kids every night. Ada waktunya kita bersosialize nanti saudara kalau kita anak-anak sudah besar nanti. The time for you to socialize especially when they like your kids start to grow Tapi up. Tapi waktu anakmu butuhkan engkau, engkau harus you, ada di situ setiap malam. But when your children need you, you have to be there with them. Bawa mereka ke gereja Senin malam berdoa. Bring them to church and bring them to prayer on on Monday. You know cucu saya Levi bilang Uh, Opa, why we should going on Monday every Monday to the church? My grandson Levi asked me like, uh, Grandpa, why we have to go to church every Monday? I'm like, that's your mom did when she was small like you. That's what your mom did when she was small like you. Anak kita tidak akan regret kalau mengenal Tuhan. Our children will not regret if they know God. Tuhan berkati anda. God bless you, church.